0: This is Cole. And this is Ron. We are the creative team! Asking the tough questions like, Hey, Cole! Yeah, Ron? What if Hulkamania never ran wild?
1: Hey, Ron! Yes, Cole? What if Rick wasn't ravishing? That's rude.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, Cole! I got an idea. I can see that. Hey, Ron! I got an idea. Oh, I love it! My sister Candace Ray... Look, up in the sky, it's The Creative Team! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team! What? I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Gilborn. Ronald, how the hell are you doing today, bud?
0: Somebody was just in here and they did my intro.
1: Oh, was it Beth? yeah Beth Kilmore. <laughs>
0: yeah, she uh her voice cracked, and now she's the Peter Brady of the household.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, last week, we started our our women's bracket, our greatest american our greatest woman that ever got over an America bracket, and uh, Justin was here with us. It was fantastic. Uh, how do you feel about the bracket so far, Ronald?
0: Uh, I think it's going very well, too well, if I'm honest. I didn't like how much we agreed so far. Uh, especially with the cast of characters we have today. Um, I was expecting a lot more visceral hatred, but I there's a theme going that the brackets don't get dramatic until the second round, and that's what this show is all about. Can't wait. I'm excited.
1: Yes, and rejoining us for part two of this episode, New Japan wrestle, uh, referee. And uh, Justin, are you, are you officially Dr. Justin Borden now?
2: No, I had some issues with my chair. Um oh. and i actually had a new chair starting this week so it put me a little behind uh my new chair uh we says about 80 percent completes so i mean at the finish line it's just that me and the former chair couldn't agree on stuff and we we're going nowhere uh so it's kind of postponed it so we're looking next couple of months probably early next year it will probably happen but i mean I'm, it sucks i want to be that doctor title but in the same token it wasn't going nowhere and I'm really, really happy to be working with my new chair. Yeah, I'm, I'm very confident I will be done soon. So,
1: so soon to be Doctor Justin. <laughs> so, uh, how are you feeling about uh, the bracket so far?
2: I was kind of surprised the first time we actually agreed on so much, but at the same token, you know, I think they were all logical agreements, and even the ones that we disagreed on, you know, I, you know, I can see other people's points. I'm not mad. There's very very I mean, none of us used the darso's at all i no one even really came up thinking of i don't think i didn't think about it at all so i mean i thought that first round was pretty solid you know
1: definitely you know because the first round you put some some you know we have to come up with 32 so and not all of them are on the same level so you know usually the first round's fairly easy there were a couple of tough matchups but uh i think today this second and third round it's gonna it's gonna start to get a little bit more heated so we will get right into it, and this one right from the start. Uh, we are cooking with gas here. Trish Stratus taking on Sasha Banks. Oh, mm.
0: Ronald. This actually happened. Um, I already was on my soapbox for Trish, and I gave all the reasons why she should be in, in this bracket and talked about and praised. But... I think Sasha's accomplishments and what she's done for the division kind of outweighs Trish's at this point. For me. Just my opinion. I've enjoyed Sasha Banks' matches Bell to Bell a lot more times than Trish. When I watch Sasha Banks, I'm watching a skilled wrestler that I know is going to have a good match. And when I was watching Trish, I was like, I was like, oh, she's getting better. Like with each match. Like I was like kind of. Grading her as I was watching, you know, as unfair as that sounds. But she kind of built that for herself, coming in so green and just trying her best. And she ended up getting to that point. But I still watched it, like, taking it with a grain of salt. Like, okay, this could either be really bad or really good. But with Sasha, you're kind of confident that it's usually going to be really good. So I think with that, I got to go Sasha. Uh,
1: And this will be one of the weird times where I just feel like, the star power is a little more important here. I feel like, you know, Trish Stratus was like on another, another level of stardom. It's really, that's kind of the unfortunate thing. It's just like, as we go through this, I don't know if it's because, you know, we're getting older or because, you know, the business really is just shrink ever shrinking and the, at least the, you know, the interest in the wrestling business. But I mean, I just feel like Trish Stratus is on a completely another level of stardom than Sasha Banks. As good as Sasha Banks is, and uh, this will be one of those times where I'm a huge hypocrite when it comes to talking about my sister in a minute, but I think Trish Stratus gets gets the nod from me in this matchup. Um, I love Sasha. She's an absolutely fantastic worker, and in 10 years from now, this might not even be a, a a question, but I think still at this point for now, it's Trish for me. So Justin... Right off the bat, first matchup, we need a decider.
2: I am going to go with, actually, with Sasha on this one. I think, you know, we, we talked about it and Ron touched on it very briefly last week about the progress that Trish had made, uh, you know, from a manager to a wrestler. But I also think of the progress that Sasha made from a good wrestler to a great wrestler, an all-around performer. And I think uh, she gets the notch on that. You know, I think Trish, maybe she is the fault of limited competition at that time frame where Sasha, you know, to her benefit has had a lot of good uh, competition and she's done well against all competition. You know, you can put her pretty much against anybody on this part and, you know, she's gonna have a good match. You oh, yeah. She like, had a
1: fantastic oh. match with Nia Jax. So,
2: yeah. So it, it, it's one of those ones that I think you can put her anywhere and you'll have a great match with it. So in this case, it would be Sasha.
1: All right, I'm not I'm not mad enough to uh, dar some way through that. Um, this next match, though, we may get there. Sherry Martell taking on Molly Holly.
2: Um...
1: <laughs> Justin, you want to go first while Ron molds it over a little bit.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to need. <laughs> I think it just
1: him. broke his brain a little bit.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go with Sherry on this. Yeah, you know, Sherry is probably the ones that one of the ones I, I will be like my dark horse in this thing. Um, Molly, you know, once again, I think she, like like Trish made a great transition from ballet to wrestler. Very solid overall. You know, has a diverse of uh, characters, but Sherry, you know, like I said it was a complete package. You know, she and she, what I think what impressed me her, she kept her character. She was a heel. She was a heel, a heel for a long time. She maintained that heel status and didn't change.
1: Even at she, her Hall of Fame speech, she was still a heel. Yeah, <laughs> it was
2: so. You know, she she became a heel, and and you know, and I'm sure there's times maybe they want to make her face, you know, but you know she kept true to her heel character the while, you know, with that. And like I said, she was a great wrestler. Ahead of her time, you know, and a great manager. Um, so yeah, definitely go with Sherry on this one.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Sherry too. It's just, you know, again, no one talks about her enough and I feel like she should be in the conversation as like one of the greatest of all time as far as, you know, her contributions to the business. You know, I, I she you know, I, I, I go as far as saying that, you know, if if you're gonna make a female Bobby the brain heenan, <laughs> uh, i think she'd be close to it uh just as far as like being able to do everything and then let's let's not forget you know managers kind of help make the talent better uh but l- let's look at who she managed you know she managed uh Shawn michaels randy savage you know harlem heat the list goes on and you know they are not performers who are regarded as someone that needed somebody to make them better but when she was with them somehow did you know like, Macho Man is Macho Man, and he's one of the greatest of all time. But when he was with Sherry, he was, you know, there, it was better. Like, it, it the package, the presentation was better. You know, Shawn Michaels, you know, one could argue he didn't come into his own as a heel until he was with Sherry. Sherry really sparked that heel turn, made it more important, made him more important. Um, and I just don't think Molly Holly has done that for anyone except for the women she was wrestling uh and I just don't think it happened enough time to warrant beating Sherry Martel in this bracket.
1: Uh, well, as much as I love Molly Holly, I will say this. Um, there are not very many women in this world that universally would have every single person in an entire audience and watching at home cheer for causing a six foot eight 300 pound man to punch her square in the face. But Sherry did that many a time with Hulk Hogan, and all the times she tried to foil him in WCW and whatnot, and she took cage bumps, and every time, not one bit of sympathy for this woman getting beat by a man. So uh, Sherry is a master of her craft, and uh, I have no problem with her moving on. We are all in agreement here. So uh, this could be in the running for match of the tournament, I think. Um, if this were to actually take place, all these people in their primes, Medusa taking on Ivory, Ronald.
0: I'm still gonna go Medusa here. I you know I think Ivory might be the better wrestler, but I think Medusa is also a great wrestler with the presentation behind her, um, and the moments to back it up. You know, I still think you know, I still think her uh, her jump to WCW throwing that belt away, good or bad, is still talked about as one of those pivotal moments in holy shit history as far as wrestling goes, and I think you know she deserves a little more of a deeper place in this bracket, and it, it's a shame that she's going against Ivory for me. You know, Ivory still might have a chance. You know, once we get your guys' votes, but I think out of the two for me. I got to go with Alondra Blaze slash Medusa.
1: Oh, this is a tough one for me because Ivory is one of those people that I maybe didn't appreciate as much while it was happening. And I, whereas I absolutely loved Medusa, I loved Alondra Blaze. Like, that was one of the draws for me. Um, You know, I may be one of the only people that was like hankering for some women's wrestling in 1993 and 94, but like, I was excited as shit. When Alundra Blaze was going to be wrestling, and I, I always wanted to see it. Um, but I it's just like Ivory's one of those people that is just really every time I see her now, I like her more and more and more, and and it maybe it's a little weird, but I think Ivory has really grown on me as one of the best professional wrestlers ever, and, and it's just hard for me to even with the Lundra blaze or Medusa to put someone over on ivory at this point. And it's, it's probably has more to do with a couple of shoot interviews I heard or, you know, or podcast appearances and the hall of fame speech. Um, But I I will, I will say this. My mom was never much of a wrestling fan. Like she'd peek her head in and see what's going on throughout our childhood fandom. But when the right to censor existed, is the only time in in my life where my mom had this visceral like shut the fuck up <laughs> like a reaction and uh so I that I am going ivory here. I'm going ivory over Medusa. So it's all up to Justin.
2: Yeah. Uh, um, maybe you call me old school liking former AWA women's champions who also manage uh tag teams who happen to be AWA tag team champions at the same time, but I'm gonna have to go with Medusa here. Um, you know, Ivory's no spring chicken either. You know, she had a career before, you know, a little she was,
1: she was a part of Glow, yeah.
2: So, so she started, you know, not so a big name on that part, but once again, she worked hard for it. But I mean, Medusa's revolutionary, as Ron mentioned, whether you're a women fan of women's wrestling or not, you still remember when she went on Nitro with the belt and dropped in the trash those are one of those moments in wrestling, just not women's wrestling, but wrestling in general, that people will always remember, you know, and if they don't know it, then they're not really true wrestling fans. So they, they, claim, um, but you know, she's the first one also American women to acknowledge the, the greatness of women uh, wrestling in Japan, you know, and to promote that, to bring it out here to American audience. So, i think you know she doesn't get enough credit for that bringing that part of that you know aspect of it you know and then you yeah, have she get won the wcw Cruiserweight title too and you know um never won the women's middleweight title or middleweight title but or what was it was a it middleweight title
1: i i'm not i'm not sure i
2: think it was middleweight or something it wasn't yeah. like whatever it was something different but no, I, I think, you know, both great careers, it would be a nice slobber knocker type thing, but I think Medusa would pull it off. You know, Medusa would just pull it off, and I think, you know, she's definitely one of those people, like I said, that that it would be tough, especially in the later rounds, uh, but she has that person who went through multiple generations of success and did very key things in wrestling, especially, more importantly, women's wrestling.
1: I'm not mad at it. I'm okay with it, guys. I I said, this is, it's one of those weird ones for me where, like, you know, I didn't appreciate Ivory when it happened, and now I just think she's the best, and it's one of those, like, where I just, it's, I'm almost, like, blind to it. Like, I, I, there's no argument. Medusa has, you know, has a a greater place in the the pantheon of women's wrestling, so I'm not going to use my Darso there. Okay, so. Back to biases. Candace LeRae, my sister Candace LeRae, taking on Io Shirai. Weird how that worked out. Um, but, Ronald?
0: Yeah. Um, we've seen it. It was fantastic. Um,
1: all of the times, yes. <laughs> yes, all
0: of the times it was fantastic. Uh, but that that for, that first one with babyface Candace with the live audience, incredible. Um... And I think just for the sake of going opposite of what actually took place that night, I'm gonna go with Candace.
1: Yay, Justin.
2: Oh man. Put me in a tough spot. And I love you, Candace.
0: <laughs> That's okay. We gotta we gotta get that Darso out early.
2: Yeah. Um I you know I you know love Candace, but I have to go with Shirai on this. And Ooh. yeah, it's tough. It's definitely tough. I actually the match I enjoyed the most, the one that just irritated me the most, was when the last match they had. When I was like, "Man," like I, I, I was feeling that Canada, can was going over the the, uh, the last match they had um, for the women's title. I was just like, it had me like just. I was so upset. I mean, I, I was upset at the result, but wasn't upset at the match they put off you know, put on. And the chemistry they had on that part so but i don't know if this is more just you know it's tough
0: japanese bias
2: huh <laughs> what? it might be ja- fine, I'll, I'll use japanese bias over personal bias
0: outweighs family apparently
2: yeah but well
1: for me <laughs> Uh, Looking a little bit forward in this bracket. The winner of this match is taking on Medusa. And uh, so just for that, I'm going to go with my sister Candice LeRae here. Uh, Any objections? Okay. Candice LeRae moving on to the Sweet 16. That's awesome. Oh, no. Shit. Final eight. Final eight. Sweet. Okay. This one's fun. Uh, this is the matchup I think a lot of people have been waiting for. Charlotte Flair taking on Dr. Britt Baker DMD.
0: Mm, see I... this match this match could happen sooner than we think. I know.. <laughs> um, but still, uh, I think based on the conversations me and Justin have had on this on last week's program, Uh, Charlotte's going to be around for a while in this bracket and in the industry of wrestling, because again, WWE, just as a whole, when she comes out, that is a star. That is someone that there's a reason why she's on television. There's a reason why she gets as many segments as she get. It's because you put her on a poster and that looks like somebody. And that is not an often occurrence in her division.
1: I, I would actually say it probably happens more in the women's division than the men's division nowadays. Like, I feel like there's a lot more women who, who look and act like they're somebody uh, than maybe even the men's division nowadays. That's but true. It's, it's still not as common. It's not like the 80s where everyone on the card was somebody and looked like a star and, and carried themselves like a star. It's becoming more and more rare nowadays for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just with all that being said, and I'm just talking about the presentation and the appearance. Once the bell rings, it's it's an even bigger story. You know, she she has great ring awareness. She uh, knows when to turn it up as far as facial expressions. You know, she lets the match breathe and doesn't go to the next thing just because oh the crowds the crowd's silent. No, she no she you can tell she's listening to the crowd. You can tell she's not in her mind. She you 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 can definitely tell that she can think on the fly in yeah. clusterfuck of matches and still make them entertaining, you know, and good or bad, people are talking about her. I'm I'm a bigger fan than I thought of this person, apparently, because yeah, I think Charlotte's just aces in my opinion. So I'm gonna go with Charlotte here, long story short. <laughs>
1: I, I, I think this is another one that, you know, maybe in 10 years, it's a little bit closer conversation because I don't think I, I agree. I don't think Charlotte's going anywhere anytime soon, unless she decides she wants to have kids, you know, in the multiples and have them back to back. cause she is getting up there. She's in her thirties where, so, uh, you know, as, as we know right now, you know, wrestlers in their thirties, especially women got to make choices at some point and, you know, have a baby and, uh, I'm I'm really excited for my nephew, by the way. And uh <laughs> um, so I think Dr. Britt will get there, but I still think it's Charlotte right now, head and shoulders. Um, Justin?
2: I am in agreement. I expect you to hear your last comment there, Cole. As I mentioned in the previous week uh episode, I think Brit has the potential to be what Charlotte and Britt is aiming what Charlotte is. She's in the works, but she's not there. And that's just comes with time, you know, it, it, in time. Will it be over time? Yes. I, th- I think it potentially will happen based on her potential and the progress she's making. But Charlotte is the true man of women wrestling right now, the complete package. And so you pretty much have the present versus the future. And this one, you got to go with the present right now.
1: All righty. This match uh, is another one of those Barn burners that could be great because I think Beth Phoenix as a baby face in this match up against Luna Vachon, bumping and selling for Beth Phoenix could absolutely be a show stealer and an all time great. Um, but Ronald, Beth Phoenix versus Luna Vachon.
0: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Luna Vachon. Just for personal preference and you know the career. Uh, and in light of the dark side of the ring, she's, you know, she's a, she's a talking point right now. And I think, you know, still underappreciated, uh, but a fantastic worker, you know, inside and outside the ring, got it like early on. And I think the possibilities of her moving forward and the matches she can have, this is this, she could be our, our, our Abdullah, the butcher, like, remember how far <laughs> he went in the big man bracket? He was semi-finals, baby. Uh, Abdullah forking his way to the top. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go Luna here just on personal preference.
1: That That is true. Bringing up, uh, you know, one of the surprise final four, uh, you know, guys in a bracket ever. Abdullah the Butcher all the way to the final four. Um, but for me, I just don't have Luna going that far in this one. I, I feel like, oh, God, it's so tough because Luna is, I mean, she's just so great. She just doesn't. Have the body of in ring work out there that people can really appreciate what she did. Like, I mean, but even like when she had like the match with Doink and Dink and Bam Bam at WrestleMania, like she did everything was great. She was the best part of the match. Like, she totally stole the show. But I just, I, Beth Phoenix is another one of those women that I j- just has grown on me more as the years have gone by and watching you know the quality of matches beth phoenix got out of the just dreadful quality of opponent she had at the time um really kind of elevates her in my mind cuz like uh you know we i'm a bret hart guy he's my my number one we talk about it all the time and the reason he's my number one is because that everyone he ever wrestled had their best match ever against bret pretty much and i feel like beth phoenix was kind of that in her era too and so for me it's beth phoenix so we go to justin to decide luna vachon or beth phoenix
2: you know i rooted for luna first round but this round i'm not gonna have to go with beth you know and it's not it's not so much just because beth won uh, you know world championships and luna did not i think beth was the more complete better wrestler overall uh, luna had the character end of it you know and you know Beth, as we mentioned that before, had thing with Santino, which was very entertaining, but overall didn't have that you know kind of had a plain character. Uh, but from a wrestling perspective, I think Beth would out wrestle her. Um, this would be a power versus crazy match, um, and I think you know Beth would pull it off.
1: I thought that one might get into some D'Arso material, so I held off on moving her through, but. Oh, this one's fun. This one's this one. This is just one of those matches that could be a total shit show, but it would be just a fantastic shit show. China take it on Bull Nakano. Oh Ooh. man.
0: <laughs> that would main event one of my shows for sure.
1: Yes. The, this is the spectacle of this is just fantastic.
0: Yeah, if we had Pat Patterson to agent this match, that would be fantastic. But Everything that we talked about with China, moving needles, ninth wonder of the world, uh, attitude era star, all that stuff. I still have to go with Bold I just, uh, yeah. as far as like bell to bell fandom, and you know, to this day, I bring her up just whenever I can, you know, whenever <laughs> it's fun to do so as well. Uh, and yeah, she's she's like the first women's match I ever saw. And I'm thankful for that. Uh, and just the look, the presentation, the intensity uh, ahead of her time. Got to go Bull Nakano.
2: Justin. I'm at the have to with Ronald on this one. I would have to go Bull Nakano. Um, When we go here, you know, you have, we mentioned before China wasn't the greatest wrestling, she had an impact in wrestling in a positive perspective, brought opportunities for other women. Uh, but looked like her, or even didn't look like her. Uh, but um in the ring, uh, Nakano would tear a new one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we saw how China did in Japan. I mean, she wrestled against guy, you know, guy but like guys, but the same token, you know, different style, not WWE style. You know, Nakano's not going to care of, of your powerhouse. She wrestled Aja Kong. Yeah, Aja yeah. Kong ain't, ain't as muscular as China, but she, I'm sure she's as tough as China. So I, I think it just Bull Nakano was a beast, and you know, yeah, would just just destroy her. To be honest, I don't even think it would be close.
1: <laughs> and I, I kind of am. I, I this is a clean sweep one. I think Bull Nakano versus China is. Uh, it was one of those matches that's great on paper. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to draw money. I think it's a, a selling point for this tournament, um, and I also think it's a great moment in this tournament to really establish Bull Nakano as someone who's really going to be dangerous going forward. If this were, you know, an actual tournament in real life, so yeah,
0: I prefer I prefer China's later later uh, stuff. You know, there's a lot more stiff shots and fucked finishes.
1: Oh goddammit. it! <laughs> All right. So closing round number two, the final match of round number two, the fabulous Mula taken on Oscar.
0: All right, and it's funny because like you know, the last round you talked about fabulous Mula and uh, and uh, Natalia, and you, you mentioned you know Justin was burying uh, Natalia, but you know one could argue that uh, you know Mula is actually the one that's actually buried.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God damn it Ron
2: <laughs> still better wrestler.
1: So Oscar <laughs>
2: no no, no, not an Oscar uh, but the going tell
1: you. So Ronald, you're going with Oscar here? <laughs>
2: yeah, I just wanted
0: to let that awful joke just kind of simmer. Yeah. Uh I
1: just wanted want to rebury Moola.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean maybe she maybe she wasn't buried, maybe she was cremated, you know? Maybe she she earned that spot. But Aww. I'm going to go with Oscar cuz obviously. <laughs> Much better wrestler. Uh can still prove it. Um uh <laughs> <laughs> Hey, she ended up being a bad person, so it's okay. Uh Aww. So uh, <laughs> So uh, yeah, no, I got to go, Oscar. Uh, jokes aside, personal fandom, uh, I think better wrestler overall, despite the despite the career of Mula. Um, yeah, Oscar, moving on for me.
2: Justin, uh, yeah, this one, as much as I preached for Travis Mula the last round, I think I think this uh, this type of matchup would would put Mula in permanent retirement mode. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's different, it's different from the women, even when she came back and won the women's title, like what, 70 years old, ever was. Yeah. Different era of wrestling now. She wouldn't have as much success here. Asuka would tear a new one and wouldn't care about her past and just tear a new one. I didn't think this would be close. I think Asuka would make it ugly. <laughs> Probably rough stoppage.
0: Casket match.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. So we're clean sweep again. Asuka moving on. Uh, which means next round's going to be super fun. Uh, so we'll move right into the third round here. Uh, we are at the final eight ladies, and we've got Sasha Banks taking on Queen Sensational Sherry Martell.
0: Ooh. Mm, the boss versus the queen.
1: Um,
0: yeah, you know what? Sasha still has a long career ahead of her, and I think I think the subject of this show, is, uh, we've been putting a spotlight on Sherry Martell, and deservingly so, and I think we should keep the momentum going. Sasha, love your work. I think you are the catalyst for the women's revolution, or evolution, uh, in 2016, um, and one of the pillars as to why uh, the women's division is getting so much TV time today. But we can't argue with history and what this woman was able to accomplish during a time where women were not getting chances at all. Um, so yeah, Sherry, moving on for me.
1: Wow, just
2: surprising, huh?
1: A little bit, a little bit. I thought I was going to have to use my Darso here, maybe. So, ah
2: uh, uh, no, I am actually going to use my Dark Rose here and Sherry on this one. You got the Queen B versus the original Queen Bitch. And in this one, like I said, I think Sherry just you know, she was just at the wrong time. but I think Sherry could, would be successful today. You oh, could take, I, like, I, like Mola, you take her in her high day and today she wouldn't be successful. You know, it, she wouldn't be right for this time period. She's not. Sherry, you could. Like Sherry would be would be, you could take her in the 80s, take that character, bring her here as a current character. And she'd be one of the top stars, you know, she would be tearing up people like Natalia and, and other jobbers and stuff like that, you know, left and right enhancement talent. Uh, but no, I think, I think on this one, I think Sherry definitely would pull it off. You know, I think it would be upset in many people's eyes, especially that you're not familiar with Sherry. Yeah. But it wouldn't be so much upset in my eyes. I, I just think it'd be a great match. Clash of different styles, very aggressive match, but I think Sherry pull off.
1: Wow. Wow. No arguments for me, fellas. Like, yeah, I think Sherry is, is one of the maybe 10 most talented humans that have ever been in the business. So I I've got no arguments for me. And I, I will take a little bit of offense to saying that Mula wouldn't be able to work today. Um, I, it's always hard to compare someone who was doing a sport or or something, you know, in the '50s, and then try to put today's put them into today's style. I feel like uh, Mula had an intensity and a character to the point where, you know, if she was born in 1980, she if she had her same you know tenacity, I think she would have been fine in the business today because she, she cut a decent promo back in the '70s. You know, and but I mean, that her name was Mula. Like she yeah. was, you know, she was the gorgeous George of the women's uh, division. Um and she does get a lot of flack because she was the one who really pushed the like hair pulling, more brawling style of women's wrestling, and kind of ushered out the technical style that used to exist before Mula. Um, but yeah, that's the only issue I have with anything you said. I think Mula would be great today, but Sherry, I think, would be you know, a multi millionaire if she was in the business today. So absolutely happy with Sherry moving on. Which brings us to oh something that could be a sad moment for us. Medusa taking on my sister Candace Loray. I'm gonna let Justin go first since he tried to out her last round.
2: <laughs> I said I love Candace. It's where I started at but I have to go Medusa. <laughs> I, 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 have to Medusa. Like, I would next to Sherry. You know, and I, I don't know if she'd be a dark horse because I think even though they had similar success in as women's champions, in the, both in AWA uh, and technically probably in WWE as well. So they had similar success uh, in in similar promotions. I think uh, Sherry had the better career, and no fault against. Uh, Candice at all. I just think with this case, you know, well, Medusa you just Medusa the impact, not Sherry. But no, I know. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying. I know. But with this one, it's but a similar situation. I think Medusa would be successful today in oh, sure in Candice's time on that part. But you know, she had a big impact in wrestling, and you know, I would have to go with this factor that she's had a bigger impact in wrestling overall um i think you know your, your sister was one of those few few female wrestlers who can truly wrestle against men and make it believable and i think with her what i like enjoy with her is that she wasn't a bigger you know you got bigger women who wrestle like jackie and stuff are powerful your sister's not a big girl a big woman but you still believe that she could beat men you know so it was harder for her to do it but she Because of her skills, she was able to do it. So um I but unfortunately I would have to go with Medusa here.
0: So Cole, I'm going Medusa.
1: (laughs) That devilish smile right here of Ronald trying to get me to use my Darso right now. And uh I will say this. Um my sister is one of the best wrestlers on the planet alive today, period. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think when it's all said and done, other than for independent wrestling, because flat out, she basically created a new industry for women in this business to be able to make a living um, with what she did with intergender wrestling, uh, because there was no intergender wrestling, and then my sister um, became a big star in the world, and next thing you know, every independent promotion everywhere is doing multiple intergender matches all the time. And um, realistically, she started a woman's movement on the indies before WWF picked up the ball and ran with it. Well, WWE picked up the ball and ran with it. So um, my sister, her contribution to the business is definitely there, um, but it will, it will go wide or massively unnoticed by the wrestling business and underappreciated when it's all said and done. Um, Medusa, however, her contribution to the business is set in stone. She's a Hall of Famer. Um, and I don't think even my sister would have a problem with me saying in reality uh, that Medusa has uh, is a bigger star and a more accomplished professional wrestler than her. And so with all that said, um, yeah, Medusa's going to move on to the final four. Over my sister, Candace LeRae.
0: Man, you missed a golden opportunity to say, with that being said, I'm using my Darso <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, I just added that in to kind of swerve you and give you hope. <laughs> oh,
2: man. You know, it's funny that you point out, you know, you know, on that part, it's like people don't realize, you know, a lot of the stuff that you said, Intergender Wrestling Now, it was because of Candace. you know? You know? you'd have before, but before it was just a show. It was like, okay, this is just a guy being up on a girl type of thing. You know, now you have it. It's like, okay, well this guy, girl can hang with this guy and I can believe they can beat him. And that's the thing with Candace is that I think it was more like, okay, it's not like where it's like, okay, the guy versus girl girl will put in a fight, but she's going to lose on the type yeah. of mentality. And she's
1: probably going to get her ass kicked. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Gonna... Yeah. She'll get a few licks in, but yeah, the male superiority at the end. Where so your sister brought it up, where it's like, no, I might be smaller like Alexa Bliss, but I'll I'll forearm the shit out of you in, in the face, and I'll I'll i work you, and I'll out wrestle you, and I'll do whatever I need to do. I'll go hardcore if I need to go hardcore, you know. Yeah. Who doesn't Who doesn't remember you know that famous you know bloody thing she had that T-shirt? They made up of it with that pose when she won the title, the tag titles, her face. I mean that was everywhere, you know, and that's something that will. I mean, people will go for years later and see it, and will recognize that face and recognize her associated with that match, and you know because of the effort she put in. So,
1: no, I, I I will I will tell one quick story. Just as, as since we're uh, we're not going to be talking about my sister anymore today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I I, it, I had seen her. I hadn't seen her live in a while. I, I you know I I, you, I went to all her matches for the first few years, and then once she started getting out a little more. Um, I didn't go to the, the match at AWS um, mm-hmm. where they had the women's tournament and she had the hardcore match with Hudson Envy. Yeah, and and she and they both bled a little bit and it was it was great. Um, and then she had like she really got on a roll after that, but I hadn't realized how over she had really gotten. Mm-hmm. And then I went to a PWG show and she was in a six person tag against the Bucks and Kevin Steen and Sky tags in Candice and she gets in the ring with Kevin Steen and everyone in the building loses their fucking minds and starts chanting, fuck them up, Candace, fuck them up, and Kevin Steen is one and 300 pounds, and there's no way in real life that she has any kind of shot against Kevin Steen, but she has brainwashed these people so much, she has removed their ability to disbelieve, that they believe so much in her as a superhero that she's gonna fucking kick the shit out of Kevin Steen. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, she she's incredible. I love her. She's the best. And uh, that little baby is going to kick so much ass. Um, <laughs> but for now, Medusa in the final four. <clears throat> so, moving on to one of my favorite matchups in this tournament, Charlotte Flair taking on Beth Phoenix. Ronald?
0: I might as well go first because I, I still believe... You know, I, the visual of this is freaking awesome because you got two equally sized ladies but one's a little more muscular than the other but like Charlotte still is tall and I just think that, I, that it's such a cool visual that looks like a main event like poster like I could see those Absolutely. two facing off it looks fantastic with all that being said the points about Charlotte thus far still stands uh, and still overshadows Beth Phoenix's accomplishments in my opinion uh, I got to go Charlotte here,
1: Justin,
2: uh, once again, I have to really Ronald, you know, on this, and I think I wouldn't be shocked if you don't agree as well. Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard. Like it's hard for, I really don't see anyone being Charlotte, you know, up this point. Um, she is what women should aim for. You know, if you want to become the complete package and you want to say, you know, the perfect, perfect, you know you want to hit everything of all the things of women's wrestling and say, you want to draw money. You want to have the professional look. You want the promo skills. You want the wrestling ability, you know, the athleticism, everything you want, the endurance, the cardio, all the stuff that requires thing. you're going to point to, to her as the one that could be able to do all the stuff on that part. You know, she's the one that confidence that if you put her next year's wrestling in main event, you can believe it, you know, because she believes it, and she's blooded for years. She's one well of the ones that you can believe if you put her multiple years in a WrestleMania event, you can believe it. Yeah, you know? and because also she'll tell you that she'll be there. So it's just very hard, and she like so she's just the complete package overall. So yeah, definitely Charlotte on this one.
1: Oh, this tournament has been interesting. There really have not been as many disagreements as we like. In one of these tournaments. Um, But yeah. I'm with you guys. Charlotte Flair has got to move on. I think Beth Phoenix is great. But I think she's just in that next tier down. Like Charlotte Flair is in that elite of the elite tier ever. In women's wrestling. And Beth Phoenix is great. But she's just like in that B tier. That second tier. So Charlotte Flair in the final four. Which brings us to. uh, mm, This one might make all of our brains explode because um, this is going to be just an insanely tough decision. Bol Nakano versus Oscar.
0: Oh my God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're there.
0: <laughs> okay. Now. Oscar greatest wrestler, female wrestler. That's, that's well documented as far as you and I can are concerned. So my decision is solely based on the fact that we've seen Asuka versus Charlotte before. And my God, I want to see Charlotte versus Bold Nakano so bad. <laughs> and that's the only reason why Bold Nakano is moving on for me.
1: Justin?
2: I, I can agree with Ron there. I mean, I agree with Ron, you know, seeing the match uh you know we already seen flair versus I mean, flare versus uh, oscar and that wouldn't rule out you know so much you know but i've seen it but i think that there would be no oscar if there was no bull Nakano. and that aggressiveness you know you know the different sizes and stuff but that character presentation all that so and for that standpoint and there wouldn't be as popular Japanese women in wrestling opportunity, especially like in WWE. So I'm going to bolt Makano on this. Oh, oh,
1: I hate this so much. Because um... Justin just kind of swayed me there uh, and talked to me out of using my Darso. Uh, <laughs> because like I said, Asuka is, is, is the best in-ring performer I've ever seen uh, for on the women's side. Um, but yeah, everything you just said about Bold Nakano being the trailblazer and the one who kind of broke through and made it possible for the Japanese women to exist uh, in America and, and and really where we are, especially with what AEW's doing, none of that's happening without Bold Nakano. So I'm going to accept it and save my Darso. Um Bold Nakano...
0: Nicano ended up being our Abdullah
1: in the final four. Yeah, but, Bold but has ended has skills. Up being, yeah, Bolnikano ended up being what uh, Bruiser Brody should have been in that tournament in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> These fuckers put Mabel over Bruiser Brody. So. Mabel, <laughs> Mabel,
2: Mabel. He's a king. Mabel, I'll sit on your face, Mabel.
0: Mabel, I'm a king. Mabel.
1: Mabel, i would have butt-rape you in the middle of the Royal Rumble,
0: Mabel. Yep.
2: The biggest joke of the King of Ring ever, Mabel?
0: Mabel.
1: Mabel!
2: Who was on the panel?
1: They did that just to get my Darso done in the first round, Justin. <laughs> and then Ugh. I had no recourse uh, to save Bruiser Brody. Oh. But alright, that's a different bracket. We're at our final four here. I wish I had Justin with me that day, um, but today here we are. I'm just, I. It's insane how much we've agreed. We are at the final four. Sherry Martel, Medusa, Charlotte Nakano. Uh, do you think we missed anything, Ronald?
0: Missed anything? Like,
1: uh... <sighs> is there any surprises? Someone that you thought should maybe be in the final four that is not?
0: I, I mean, I honestly thought Oscar was gonna was gonna get in the final four, um, but like I like. As we've seen, you know, even episodes like this are, are fun to listen to because, you know, it makes us think. I mean, you, uh, there's been several times where you've okayed someone going through just based on our conversation. Like, okay, you won me over. I, I would have played my Darso, but those are valid points. And I think we've all experienced that across the board. And I think in some ways that's more fun than just uh Darso-ing for the sake of, you know, pissing everyone off. <laughs> So, you know, and hey, the show's not over yet. You know, the final four can be a surprise. Uh, but when you read off those matches, I have a vision on how the finals are going to go. And it it is very poetic and awesome. But we're not there yet. So uh, I'm excited. I think this whole bracket's been a surprise as far as the cast of characters that are on this show. And the three people observing the bracket who are noted as... Arguing and disagreeing, but we're all on the same page <laughs> for this bracket for some reason. And uh, in a lot of ways, I'm a little more excited about that than usual.
1: <clears throat> all right, Sherry Martel versus Medusa. I'm gonna let Justin kick us off this time.
2: This actually happened. So, what I think <laughs> this, this this is this is what I I, I think. Uh, you know, this match actually ha- has happened before um and but uh this is where my dark horse runs its course. yeah i like sherry a lot um i you know i've argued for her a lot but in this case i'm gonna have to argue with medusa um very similar in many ways like i said they both AWH and in women's champion WWE women's champion. Uh, amongst the other accolades both came in did did, did the managing while being a champion type of thing Um, but I would say from a worldwide perspective I think Medusa had the better career and then Medusa was more known you know between the two names overall and I think she was a better wrestler between the the two I think it would turn into a crazy brawl an interesting brawl (laughs) Both of them might be a little bloody after this, but, you know, in the day, I think Medusa would pull it off.
1: Oh, Ronald.
0: So I'm going to, I'm going to tread lightly. Like I'm going to, I, I feel like this deserves like a good, like conversation too, because Medusa and sensational Sherry, Queen Sherry, however you want to refer to as refer to her as both pillars in the women's division as far as wrestling is concerned, wrestling is concerned. What sways me one way over the other is the fact that one of these ladies at some point had somewhat of a machine behind them. You know, there was a title opportunity. There were, there was titles. There was, you know, a pedestal somewhat when there was just two participants on the roster. But, you know, the lack of the lack of roster, she wasn't in many positions, I feel, to, you know, make somebody better. You know, even though she is well documented as someone that's doing that, it just didn't happen on a big stage. And And I think when you look back, Medusa gets talked about fondly. Uh, I think she has that. But I don't think it's happened enough for Sensational Sherry, I don't think she's talked about enough for what she's accomplished, and for my and for my money, I think what she's accomplished making stars that were already made better and the fact that she was one of the best managers of all time, one of the best promos of all time, uh, a very good wrestler, to her credit, during a time period where it just wasn't a thing. And I think, for that, uh, I'm still going to go Sherry. I've been Team Sherry this whole freaking bracket. And I think this is where Medusa gets off the train for me.
1: Oh, <clears throat> okay. So, for me, um, all the things we've been saying about Sherry all day are still true. She's the best. She's one of the most talented total packages. Um. But for me, in this tournament, when I look across the board, um, I tend to want to have the best finals match possible. And while I think Sherry's status is up there, I think Medusa is just a better in-ring performer, bell-to-bell. Bell. And I know we've seen it with bolnicano I you know the prospects of either Bold Nakano or Charlotte Flair Medusa I think is going to be the one who produces the best match, um, so for me, my finals I've got Medusa,
0: not mad so at we're it. Good, not all mad right. At it.
1: Medusa in the finals.
0: Kids never... at home, study some sherry.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. All right, so that brings us to the other semifinal match. Charlotte Flair taking on Bull Nakano.
0: This oh. match is is just it's a dream and it could still happen if I'm honest. Uh but everything that's been said about Charlotte is still massively you know holds more water than, you know, Bull's accomplishments in my opinion. I think Bull this is a good place for her to get to as far as this conversation goes i think final four is perfect for bull nakano uh but again star power importance like even before the bell rings for charlotte you're invested at least i am i and i know others are too so and the the idea like i thought this was going to be queen versus queen at the at the end of the day sherry versus charlotte but Medusa versus Charlotte, uh, I would also agree with you, Cole, that that sounds like a much better match just because of, of Medusa's involvement. I think a, a bigger spectacle would have been Sherry versus uh, Charlotte just because the promo's leading up to it, and then the final result, as far as storytelling goes, would be good. But, yeah, I think at the end of the day, Charlotte versus Medusa has me very intrigued, just bell to bell. I didn't, it was a match I didn't know I needed until now. And I'm kind of getting ahead of myself being the first one because bull can take this, but (laughs) I, I I gotta go Charlotte.
1: Oh man, it's a tough call. Um, this one's it's tough because, you know, a lot of the times we want to make these dream matches that we've never seen before. And I think Medusa versus Charlotte has an opportunity to be the best women's match of all the times. Um, but this is one where I just go like, I look at Bull and I look at Charlotte and then I look at their body of work and, and just for, it, this comes down to just flat out personal preference for me. It's Bull Justin, the decider,
2: the decider. Okay. So I'm going to take it into account. What both of you guys have said, and this is part of my reasons. So you, as you mentioned, we have already seen Bull Nakano and and uh, uh, Medusa run its course, and I've seen, except like seeing someone who's seen them and get physical with both of them. You know, in the last three years, uh, I don't think Bull has it left in her. <laughs> Sorry, Ron, she doesn't have it. She's she's about a buck twenty.
1: <laughs> I know, and it's insane,
2: and she looks unhealthy. <laughs> You know it's like you know but very sweet person but in the same token you know i think this is the one like i said charlotte would would pull off charlotte wouldn't care charlotte's not afraid to wrestle anybody so where other people would be a little bit more um apprehensive to wrestle nakano or all that charlotte would not she was going there like she like she's wrestled a very less talented Nia Jax and don't give a crap. <laughs> I, <should. laughs> I think she would go with that same mentality with a talented wins big wrestler with Bonacano and pull it off. And she'd pull it off because she's Charlotte Flair. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people wouldn't have expected it. And she's not afraid to get ugly, wind up bloody bruise and all that. Take what it takes. As much as he is about presentation and about how glorious she looks, she will scrap with the best of them if needed. And I see that in this match. And so once again, also going to the future, Medusa versus, a final Medusa versus Charlotte would be so much more appealing to me. You know, because it hasn't happened, but if it were to happen across generation, you would have two people who made very big impacts in wrestling and um so i would have to go with charlotte on this one
1: well with that being said we have now made it all the way to the finals and not one adult male used a darso today we have done it we agreed there is no no fights yet i cannot uh, believe this <laughs> i can't either You even teed it up for me and smiled in my face like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I just, yeah, this is great. This is great. We had great conversation. We've put everyone over. I don't think we really buried anyone too badly. Um, I I will say maybe the only surprise of the tournament for me (laughs) is that um, Becky Lynch was just out in the first round. And she's not being talked about at all. But uh, yeah, this is great. This is this is uh, one of the few times you know I put my number one seeds together, and we actually got you know all the top seeds in the finals. And uh, I, I I feel like I I actually put together a good bracket because it worked out the way I wanted it to. So, <laughs> oh, Medusa versus Charlotte Flair. Um, I will just go first this time. It's the finals. Um, I think in the nineties, Medusa gave us a, a real example of what women's professional wrestling could be in America, where we could it, we we didn't have to do the hair pulling, slapping, you know that thing that that had happened a lot in the eighties and, and and. That you didn't necessarily have to be drop-dead gorgeous either. I mean, Medusa is an attractive female, but she's not, like, model-esque. She's not a supermodel. Um, But she was athletic, and she was tough, and she was just a... a, She just stood out. It was special, and I think it it was kind of the blueprint for what women's professional wrestling has been for the last five, six years. Um, but with that said, I think Charlotte Flair is taking it to another level where not only is the athleticism there, the the, you know, the seriousness and the the technicality, but Rick, but Charlotte Flair is a star. She's a, a just a persona is just a bit larger than life. She's the next evolution of women's wrestling where the women, in 20 years, maybe just as big a stars, if not bigger than the men on a regular basis. And it won't be a surprise. Um, so as much as I like to go with nostalgia, I think my vote here, Oh, as much as it pains me to say that Charlotte Flair is the greatest woman's wrestler of all time, while she's still mid career, I think my vote goes to Charlotte Flair, Ronald.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm the same. Uh. Charlotte Flair, to me, is one of the big stars of WWE. Now, I know that's not, you know, if, if you're a lapsed fan or you're someone who kind of critiques the product a little too harshly, you know, I, 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 I might not be saying much, but still, as far as presentation, as far as accomplishments, as far as being a student of the game, uh, as far as shaking off the curse of your uh, previous generation... Because usually, when you're a second generation, it's kind of a curse. You're kind of measured up against the person that, that, you know, your father. And I think she's beyond that now. Uh, I I think when they watch her match, they don't say Ric Flair's daughter anymore. That is just Charlotte. She's etched her place in the industry forever. Um, Fantastic athlete, fantastic promo. You know, you touched on it. Like uh, when Alondra Blaze and Medusa was, you know, doing her thing in the 90s. You know, I, I imagine, you know, if she's looking at a crystal ball and, you know, thinking like, okay, if I if I do my thing now, where can women's wrestling end up? And the crystal ball will kind of do its thing and just an image of Charlotte today would appear. I think that's what happened. You know, if I, if I put in this work and, you know, do my best to be a wrestler's wrestler as a female, Charlotte is where we can end up eventually. And I feel like, that's the blueprint of the dream it was for where women's wrestling could get to. And I think Charlotte's the blueprint and a poster child for that. Um, Yeah. uh, It's crazy that Medusa, I never thought Medusa would get this far, uh, but again, as I've spoken about previously talking about it, you guys convinced me that she deserves this place in, in this conversation and but yeah just comparing the two charlotte with the, the helicopter entrance at wrestlemania main eventing wrestlemania you know yeah. before becky had her had her moment to and had her accidental uh, get overness that that was going to be ronda versus charlotte that just was but then it turned into a triple threat match so yeah i think the machine being behind charlotte you know a women's wrestler today uh, speaks volumes. Uh, I've uh, I've rambled long enough. I love Charlotte. I think she deserves to win this bracket. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Justin,
2: I love you, Charlotte. <laughs> but I would have to agree, actually, with all the stuff you've already said. Uh, as you mentioned, Paul, you know, Lond- wasn't the one that said, "Hey, I don't have to be this pretty, glamorous person to wrestle and kick butt and be successful." And you know, and women's wrestling. In the same token, I think Charlotte was the one that said you can be good looking, you know, model looking all that and still be great at wrestling. So she took it to another level before, you know, so yeah. I mean, I, there wouldn't be, you know, a Charlotte, if there wasn't a Medusa before her, but in this case, Charlotte, you know, is, you know, they, they often you know, use her known as her own thing. You know, she's, you know, She's a blue, uh, a blueprint. She's also a blue chip. So she's a rare yeah. combo between the two. But it's hard to argue there's there's not a complete package between the two, you know, our complete package better than her in wrestling today, if not uh, when she's said and done ever. So Charlotte would you know, you know, by far.
1: All right. well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen uh that's it charlotte flair is the creative team's uh best woman to ever get over in america bracket winner best women's um, wrestler yeah yeah we'll probably go with that uh you know on the social media posts and whatnot that's what it'll be Facts. but everyone knows the deal because i mean the best woman's wrestler ever is hikira hokitu and everyone else can suck it but you know it is what it is thank you justin borden for being here with us today um, I'm sure we will catch up with you again soon. Uh, do you have Do you have anything you need to promote? Any closing shots before uh, we end the show?
2: Uh, no, nothing uh, really. Just uh, there is a show in Riverside coming up on the air. So New Japan is coming to Riverside on the 15th. So yeah, if you don't have tickets, go ahead and get your tickets at Live Nation. Um, and like I said, New Japan Strong on Saturdays. So if you're part of New Japan World. Yeah,
1: <laughs> of course. Of course, Justin's internet has been perfect the whole time
0: until it's time to start plugging his stuff. <laughs> well, what Justin's trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, that New Japan Pro Wrestling is coming to Riverside, California, at the Municipal Auditorium, and you should go get tickets at LiveNation.com. But just keep watching us. Um, you know, wrestling. And just like the Japanese wrestlers that Cole says should be in this tournament, there's no connection.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to wait for his internet to at least come back so we. But always say enjoyable
2: time, guys. Before we
1: get it, <laughs> God, he's been rambling this whole time with <laughs> not knowing. Justin. Oh, Oh,
2: you? Know, you guys can't see anything.
1: What's that, Justin?
2: <laughs> I don't no. know. I see. I. See. <laughs> we're live, pal.
1: Yeah, we're live, pal. Your internet's not though. <laughs> well, we're sorry that Justin had some technical difficulties there, uh, but uh, we will be back next week for Ron Kilborn and Justin Borden. I am your host, Cole Dawson. Saying thank you. We love you and good night. Mwah
0: thanks for listening find us on instagram and twitter at creative team pod or just the creative team on facebook follow cole dawson on twitter and instagram at cole 2130 and follow yours truly on instagram or twitter at ron for your life number four we'll see you next week on another episode of the creative team